Carolyn Jasinski on the road in the RV with husband Rick and Monty the dog continues to report for us from interesting stops along the way on her half lap of Australia. Most recently she spent time at Australia's largest national park Kakadu about four hours from Darwin in the NT. Carolyn met and interviewed a couple of the traditional owners of the park which is now a joint venture with the federal government. She recommends a visit and a number of unique attractions. Well, the half lap of Australia continues with Carolyn Jasinski, Rick the husband, and Monty the dog. And uh, <laughs> they've travelled from Darwin to Kakadu. Kakadu is an iconic uh, destination in Australia. Welcome back. Lovely to have you there. You've got a good clean line um, out in the outback. The sound, it's incredible. We've it got, is. It is. We've had really good connection on this one, almost all the way up through the centre from Adelaide to Darwin and now heading east. We've had phone reception in almost everywhere we've stayed. Pretty good, better than five years ago. Well, it's a safety issue, I guess. Good to yeah. hear. Kakadu is about, what, three or four hours out of Darwin? Yeah, so we managed to park Monty, the pooch, mm-hmm. with our son who lives in Darwin mm-hmm. and his girlfriend, and we did a little side trip out to Kakadu because you can't take dogs into a national park. Of course. And Kakadu is, you know, Australia's largest national park and it's on a lot of people's bucket lists. And so we parked the dog and took the motor home out there. So this is a different way to see Kakadu. A lot of people take four-wheel drive so that they can access all these really off-the-grid waterfalls and billabongs and things but we stuck stuck to the sealed roads and still had an amazing time and we stayed out at Coinda Lodge so there's a few caravan parks and hotels out there set up depending on you know how you're traveling if you're just driving or you know there's the Crocodile Hotel and all sorts but Coinda Lodge was great for us we had a powered site and big pools there restaurants it's like it's a resort style lodge really okay so everything you need and perfect for the motorhome sounds great so you just roared up to a powered spot and um, put the turkey in the oven yeah plugged in fantastic (laughs) kept the fridge cold yeah no it's really good and one of the things we did while we were there there's lots to see and do Mm. um, and lots you can do if you're just in a normal car or you know something like the motorhome we actually had dinner the first night we, we tried this indigenous platter and it was amazing. We had salt and pepper crocodile. We had buffalo uh, served on a bush tomato relish. Kangaroo, which I've had before, but this was on a, a mango relish. And barramundi cooked on paper bark. Fantastic. So it was a real taste of the outback. And it's a special dish that you can buy. That's $48 a head, which sounds... Well, well, it's not too bad. It's like, not bad, but, and it's a really big serve. serve yeah. It's a really big dinner. Yeah. Um, well, we stayed the next night as well and, and uh, just had a normal meal, and some of those were about the same price. Right. So yeah, I, I would say, recommend the platter. Not it's not hard to uh, spend 48 bucks on a steak these days. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. so this, this um, platter, we are sitting there, eating it and you know commenting about how great it was and we tried this drink called um it was an it's altd or altered and it was it's the special drink that's been um created by a bloke called ben tyler now ben's family owns kakadu or part of kakadu and we're sitting there raving about how lovely this drink is it's made from native peach it's a bellini 
a non-alcoholic right. and we were raving about how good it was and <laughs> sitting next to us, which we didn't realise, was Ben Tyler and a group of people. So Lucky you didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, that could have been embarrassing. Yeah. But no, it was really good. So we got to talk to Ben and especially about his creates these fantastic full moon dinners. I met Ben last night. We were having dinner at Coinda Lodge and we were having the Indigenous platter. And part of that platter, which was delicious, by the way, it had a kangaroo barramundi on paper bark. It had salt and pepper crocodile and it also had buffalo with tomato bush oh, my mouth's watering as i'm saying this but it was beautiful but the point i'm getting to is the drink that came with the platter was this beautiful native peach bellini non-alcoholic but i'm going to introduce you to ben tyler who created the drink among many other things and happened to be sitting at the table next to me so welcome ben thank you so much carolyn it was great to meet you and your partner Rick last night. It was so it was just one of those lucky moments. I'm so glad I got to meet you because here we are. We were raving about this beautiful drink and then we found out that you created it. Tell us the name, the proper name of the native peach. Yeah, so um it's a collaboration between Altered Spirits and Kakadu Kitchen and we've created a a Unmarabula native peach bellini. So the bellini is so it's an altered take on the classic Italian Bellini with um, sparkling white wine and peach nectar. But in this case, we're using native peaches from Kakadu, the Unmarabula. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've created, um, you know, tried to capture that beautiful flavour, which is more like a Kakadu plum. It's earthy, got more earthy tones and uh, it's a lot more subtle. And then we've paired that with Australian peach flavours to bring in that peach. It's a really, it's very hard to describe, but it's, um, it's, it's a little bit tangy, but it's just such a lovely, you know, gin's going off around the country. There's lots of, you know, distilleries popping up. It's so good to see that that trend is happening even out here, but with native products and with people who know those native products. You grew up in Kakadu, didn't you? You you grew up close by. And so Kakadu and this whole area is very close to your heart, isn't it? Very close, yeah. Kakadu is home, and yeah. I grew up in a little community not far from here, about 15 minutes. Uh, we live beside the Jim Jim Creek, which is upstream from Yellow Waters, where we spent the morning on the cruise. And yeah, grew up with my mum and my family, extended families, learning about bush tucker, um, hunting for goanna, water lilies, uh, turtle, file snake. Wow. Um, yeah, just following the seasons. Kakadu's got six seasons, so we. You know, each season there's uh, something, know, something special. Yeah, yeah, something that's in season and and that's just what's highlighted then. Yeah. So oh, I also heard about your dird. The, uh, I know that's a yeah. bad pronunciation again. Did, yeah. did, so, did, did, did. So tell us about so, this. It's yeah, a full moon dinner. It is so exciting. It's a collaboration between Kakadu Tourism and Kakadu Kitchen. So myself and executive chef Phil, Philip Foote, we collaborate and so did means moon in our language Kunjakmi language and it's a lovely symbol for cycles and seasons and we actually have the full moon dinners on the full moon every month you know I'll do the foraging you know of what's in season following that those six seasons again and then working with chef who's worked in many restaurants around the world and bringing his chefing skills we you know we design a plate 
a lovely plate that captures the essence of Kakadu and Benin culture mm-hmm. and paired with other ingredients. And, and we also pair each dish with uh, native, you know, non-alcoholic drinks, you know, not just our own, but other brands as well, right, just to right. highlight. You know, so the next one coming up, if, if anyone wants to come to it, would they get in touch with Kuinda? Yeah, they can, they, can, they can log into kakadutourism.com, right. Right. search Kakadu Full Moon Dinner or DID, which is D-I-R-D. Right, yeah, yes. did. All right. And so they would perhaps plan a trip to come plan up on the... Trip. So how many yeah. dinners do you get to have a year then? So we've got dates set for next year. We've got October, November coming up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and next year, January, February... All the months next year except for July and December. Okay, so if we're talking October for the next one, what's one of the, the highlighted tastes on the next yeah, menu? The highlighted taste for October. So we're in the middle of the dry season, coming into the wet season. We've got green plums, which is a small little plum. It's lovely and sweet, super high in folate. Mm-hmm. One of the next superfoods, okay. as, as most of the bush foods are. Um, <laughs> very, very you know, nutritious and definitely one of our top favourite fruits is the green plum. So that'll be highlighted all through the menu? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's... So well, that'll be one of the things that we highlight. Um, also, we go foraging in the in the floodplains, you know, getting searching through the cracked muds, cracking the mud open and looking for water chestnuts that have dried up inside the mud and it's oh, really nice and sweet, wow. like a sultana. And, and what do you do with that? We haven't done anything with it yet, but... Yeah, this year we'll. So have you a play take with that it. as a flavour, or do, or is it actually? We normally just eat it. Eat it raw. Eat it raw. Um, but this year with chef, yeah, we'll see what we see, can see. What you can come up with. What we can create together. That's amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. Your family is just so involved with tourism up here, and it's just so lovely to talk to you all about we well, I just met Mandy yep. um, your eldest sister, sister yeah. Yeah, um, and she's doing wonderful things with safari camps and stuff as well and and uh, tour guiding on the yellow waters cruises yeah, yeah. it's just really nice to hear about this area from people who live yeah. here and this is home like you said it's home so, so yeah mum and sister you know are very inspiration for me mum Used to walk around, go by canoe before any tourists were here. Wow. And, uh, you know, before it was a park. You know, I, when she was a little girl, you know, family used to walk and go by canoe and horseback. I cannot imagine being on that water yeah. with all those crocodiles. Some of them yeah. would be bigger than a whole canoe. They, oh, yeah. They're massive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think You're brave there, was mom. A lot of, there was a lot of safari hunting in the, um, like, 50s, 60s. Yeah. All the way up to the 70s. So, yeah, they almost got shot out, the crocodiles. So yeah. They were, and yeah. now they're back in. And now they're back. Whoa. Yeah. And so many of numbers. them. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your yeah. time. I love oh, meeting um, you. Lovely to meet you. Thank Caroline. you. Come back. That's fascinating talking to one of the traditional owners, uh, Caroline. I mean, you really do get it from the horse's mouth, and they're pretty humble as a group, I think, uh, those I've met anyway. So, you enjoyed your chat with Ben, yeah? Yes, oh, I loved it. He was, he is, as you said, so humble, but so passionate. Managed to get out when I was there and do all sorts of things. Rock art is huge in Kakadu, so you're dating back sixty-five thousand years, okay. and there's a special place called Norlangi Rock, and it's about a half-hour drive from Kuinda Lodge. But you can get out there in any car, 
and you can take guided tours if you're there on the right days the local rangers do guided tours which will explain the rock art and all about it and at the same place it's just a few probably a kilometer away there's a place called excuse my pronunciation loranja lookout so you climb up there which was a which was a big effort for me it's not that that high but you know I'm still getting over this ankle surgery so mm. <laughs> climbing up the top was a real success for me and it's just magic when you get to the top you look back over and bang bang billabong ubia is a great place to go and that's a favorite for people to go out to for sunset but it's back towards jabiru the little village is another good place to check out and they've got supermarkets and they've got a museum and art gallery out there and then right near that is Kale's Crossing. So Kale's Crossing is famous for the crocodiles. So I've okay, seen so keep your arms in probably, the car, is it? Uh, well, you're up on a big platform now. I was oh, there right. years ago and it was pretty uh, precarious, I'd call it. I saw people on the rocks fishing and I'm thinking, oh, I wouldn't be there. So now you can stand up on this very protected decking area with a, a fence so you don't fall in and just watch all these crocodiles. It's We counted a heap. I reckon there would have been at least 20 of them. Yeah. And then the other great thing to do in Kakadu is the Yellow Waters Cruise. So this is pretty famous. This is not the one where they feed the crocodiles and they jump out of the water. This is the one where you just go out and you... You are a guest on the billabong, I guess. So you are warned not to put your hand outside of the boat and don't point at things with your hand out over the water because crocodiles are there we saw about 30 again in this two-hour cruise at sunset it was it was stunning Mm. and the but but the the guides told us well there's at least a hundred in there uh big sea eagles in the trees there were data birds there were all sorts we saw uh, jabaroos and brolgas it was it was really beautiful. Sounds great. Now you met also met another one of the traditional owners on this yeah. cruise. Is that right? Yes, Mandy Muir was on board, and now Mandy's a senior custodian. She's one of the traditional owners of Kakadu. I'm with Mandy Muir. She's a senior custodian for Murumbura Clan, which was I apologise for my pronunciation. Uh, Mandy, we've just been filming the Today Show on Yellow Waters Cruises. We're currently looking out over this beautiful lagoon, watching the fish down below. It's a really surreal feeling. Um, But I've met Mandy this morning and she has so much knowledge about the area that I was just really dying to talk to you. Thank you for coming on. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you. And thank you for the listeners. Um, Mandy, tell us a little bit about your involvement with firstly Kakadu Tourism. So that they, they're in charge of a lot of the tourism up here in Kakadu National Park, aren't they? Yeah, they're in partnership with us. So Kakadu Tourism is a partnership between, or joint venture, whatever you want to call it, between the Gagadu Association and Indigenous Business Australia, and the partnership is called Kakadu Tourism. Kakadu, the biggest national park in the country? Yeah, the largest national park and the first one to be established under the government, um, Commonwealth government. Right. Yeah. Now, you are so involved in tourism here, not, not only with Coinda Lodge and Kakadu Tourism, you also run your own safari camps. 
Yeah, yeah, I have my own business, Kakadu Billabong Safari Camp. 12 cabins accommodating about 25 people. Okay. We also do cultural immersion and um, outside tours. Okay. Um, all of that, though, what I'm, you know, my clan, we're connected to, you know, outsides and yep. uh, the business belongs to myself and my mother. Yeah. Um, Kakadu Billabong. Yeah. So people can contact you. Where would they go if they wanted to come to a really authentic uh, safari camp where you take them to your community, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So you get a chance to get into my backyard. Yeah, and so you you get an insight into, you know, our daily lives. You get to access our community through Kakadu Billabong if you camp there. And well, with our cultural immersions, you know, you we get to actually take you firsthand out in the, you know, Jim Jim River system where you can get close to nature, get water lilies. It's a and, really experience. And have a proper welcome to country to the area. Yeah. And what, yeah. what would people do on one of your safari camps? What, what kind of stuff would they do? Uh, well, it's not a shooting camp or going, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anything like that. But, um, yeah, do enjoy the outside tours and my visitors that stay at the camp, they get to hear my insight on, um, you know, the park's perspective, both before the tourism and the national park, because we were one of a few families that lived here prior to any of um, the park and the mine being established. So, um, yeah, we've seen things come and go and being the the largest national park. Yeah, Yeah, our people, our elders, when they chose that, you know, and and, uh, accepted working together with the Commonwealth, they had no idea what we would be in for. Yeah. You know, and and sort of after 10 years, our people really started to see what the concept of a national park was. You know, people were... In our language, we say, Gabari Bogman. Now they come here to, to see country. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this, the, the trip we've done this morning is um, the sunrise cruise on the yellow water. And uh, it's just stunning watching the sunrise come up. It's scary looking at all the crocs. Now you gave a little insight into the, the number of crocodiles. Yeah. My, you know, all of our families. When um, our elders signed the agreement, most of our, our people all chose to be employed by the park service. Yeah. Well, it was a part of the agreement. And so most of our people work as rangers, doing yeah. what we do best, looking after land and country. And doing a great job passing on all that knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's very important, of course, passing down the knowledge. And How many crocodiles do you think we saw this morning? Oh, gee, I reckon at least, I don't know. 10, 15. And how many in this short, in a, in a two-hour cruise? Yeah, over 100. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. But, I mean, in, in a two-hour cruise, the most you could probably see, well, the most of Canada is about 50, wow. 52. We did the sunset cruise last night as well, and we, we saw yeah. at least 20, probably closer to 30. Yeah. And the bird life was amazing. It's just oh. a beautiful time to come out. Thank you so much, both you and uh, Yellow Waters Cruises and Coinda Lodge and anyone else involved in it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Carolyn Jasinski extolling the virtues of Kakadu through her conversations with two of the traditional owners. 
And that is Travel Writers Radio for this week. We'll be back next week at 5pm on Wednesday, repeated on Saturday from 1 to 3, here on Jair 88FM in Melbourne, also live on the net at jair.com.au platform. Our stories are also readily available via our website, travelwritersradio.com.